0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Archivist bets on sexy witches, a podcast from the geek girls' perspective, and I am the head huntress, and uh, we have a wonderful show tonight. So, folks, I can't—I'm so excited. Uh, we are continuing our summer of death coverage here on Archivist bets on sexy witches, uh, leading up to the Halloween horror Me- movie Halloween horror movie marathon madness. Battles to the Death, the uh, annual Halloween contest starting in late September through October. Uh, And, um, well, tonight, the first hour, is going to be my newest sexy witch, the southern, let's see, what do we call you, the the dirty south uh, sorcerer? Dirty south
2: sorcerer. But he's also
1: tonight the voice of violence for the summer of death, so please welcome to the show in Atlanta... Nathan Hamilton how you doing sir I'm
2: doing good I I had a great moment today I don't know if you guys know what I do for a living but I make sales circulars grocery stores and today I came across the first one that has Halloween shit in it so the season is upon us and that
1: makes me a happy man excellent excellent so uh, before I bring on our guest, because he's already on the line, um, I also want to remind you, Nathan, as well as everybody else out there, that the FP Fest uh, tickets for the premiere of FP3, a movie yours truly produced, um, is, um, the tickets are on sale, and they will be for two more weeks, and then that's it. So it's a hot commodity, FP Fest. If you don't know what the FP is, you can watch the original on YouTube. Beats of Rage, uh, which I'm actually in, is on Amazon Prime, and I produced the next two movies in a row. So, um, yes, check out the FP because it's also Dance Dance Revolution to the Death. And speaking of death, we have a death specialist on the line here, and I'm so excited. Let, Let me tell you a little backstory, though. Uh, when I, I just met this gentleman in May, on May 1st, I went to a, the my first, not only my first death match, but it was my first live professional wrestling match ever. Uh, I've seen, I've been a fan, as people know, because they've been following the show it talked about the old school stuff, but Nathan, took me to see um, the Colt uh, 45 Memorial Death Match in Knoxville, Tennessee at the Chatterbox on May 1st, and I got to watch Two people that I instantly fell in love with as wrestlers on stage. They just had the most adorable match I've seen in my entire life. Um, it was Sarah Dox and Mr. Raven Havoc in a barefoot match. And, and it wasn't just the, the obvious, like, stepping on glass and, and expletives and, and little cute dinosaurs on the ground. It was the moment when they started playing with syringes and the entire audience went ballistic and they ran to the wings. And it was a glorious moment, made me fall in love with Deathmatch Wrestling, and I've been following it now ever since, and I even have favorites like Neil Diamond Cutter, who is going to be at the show this weekend. So before we get into it, let's have him talk about it, because it's his show, and he knows what it is. Please welcome to Sexy Witches, Mr. Raven Havoc. Hello, sir. How are you doing today?
3: I'm tired.
1: Oh, I know, I know. I wish I could give you coffee and a hug. (laughs)
3: <laughs> i just Can need a have... good 12 hour nap
1: are you going to be able to fit one in hell no hell no <laughs> well i i would first of all i want to thank you for coming on the show because i know i when, when you said you the 18th was fine i was in shock because i was like oh my gosh that is so close to your show which is this weekend on the 21st this saturday and um so thank you for coming on the show because I know that you're super super busy and to fit us into the schedule.
3: No, it's no problem. It's we just we're doing the home stuff kind of now. It's dividing up shirts, which Nathan, I haven't forgot yours. Um, trying cool. to get everybody that did the prepaid to uh, get all that situated. That's probably something we're going to tackle tomorrow. And we've been having to run around pick up last minute things, and it's just been. Super stressful because though I may have a building big enough to build everything for the show and store it, uh, that is not feasible because I do not drive a tractor trailer to haul things, so I have to build it the day before.
1: So tell me, what are you building and talk about the show you're promoting? Oh,
3: I, I don't even remember. What, i have to pull this show up. <laughs>
1: Well, I know it's called uh, Unholy Warfare. it's all for you cult, and it's this Saturday at are in the Armory in Reedsville, North. Ca- oh, sorry, Nathan, North Carolina, right? Okay, there
0: you uh, go. <laughs> yeah. nice. So, um, so,
1: uh, so, tell me what entails. Like, wh- this is this this is not your first time doing this. So, how does promoting and creating a show like this work? And then we'll also want to talk about you as a wrestler as well, and i I'm really fascinating and I know that there's some limits on questions I can ask sometimes, but like booking is a fascinating part of wrestling. It's one that is always a little bit in the fog because of of what it does, but it's kind of I'm a fascinated by showrunners, and you certainly are one of those showrunners, so please talk about the shows you do uh
3: it's it it started off as it was just going to be this one-off thing just to prove a point that we could do it. And then it turned into a whole ass thing. Um, and originally it was just a bunch of hometown guys and it was like, let's do this and we're done. And then two and then three and then now four. Uh, we try to, especially when we started with two, I thought three was the big one, but two was, all right, let's take guys that want to work together and put them together you know a great example three um I talked to Colt and I said hey who do you want to work and who do you want to get in the ring with and he said Rob Marsh so I messaged Rob and I said hey uh Colt wants to wrestle you do you want to come and it just became this whole thing between them and that's how that came about so it's mainly it's always been this as stressful as it is, it's always just been this, let's go out there, let's have fun, let's put guys with people they want to wrestle, and give them no limits on what they can do.
1: And, and let's talk about those no limits
3: for a minute, because
1: even though I've been covering wrestling on this show all summer, uh, some people still don't understand what deathmatch wrestling really is. And I try to explain to them, it's, it's wrestling with props. So, what would you describe it as?
3: A beautiful art form.
1: <laughs> it is beautiful art form. Beautiful violence. It is actually glorious. Um, Nathan, do you, uh, what? You're also part of this whole show. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, he uh, against his better judgment, he's bringing in the worst commentator of the Jet Match scene.
1: I don't think you're the worst commentator. I know I which one's the awesome. worst. Yeah, no, and by far, we already know which one is the um, worst commentator at Snuggles. And uh, anyway, uh, we will talk about that. I didn't say it. I didn't. No, you didn't. No, no, no. You, I, I have no skin in the game. You do, so I, I can. I no, can I say will. Yes, I can. will be there.
2: I will be there. Calling the show. This is going to be my first unholy warfare. I am super stoked to do this because. The first three happened while I was kind of on my hiatus, and I wasn't able to even attend them. But so I'm really stoked to be able to finally be able to make it up there for one.
1: Uh, and um, you are going to com- color commentate, correct?
2: That is correct. I'll be on commentary.
1: Fantastic. And so, so what made you want to hire this guy, Raven, to to, to call your show?
3: <laughs> uh, Nathan approached. When was when did we finally seal it? It took you like two shows talking to me about like, hey, I want to come up and do commentary at least, and I was like, man, my budget's fucking busted, like bad. And then you were just, we started talking on Messenger. we were like, we'll do this, this, and this, and I was like, okay, I can, I can make that work. Yeah, it was, it so was backstage. I, with I appreciate CCW the shit show. out of it.
2: <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling, you, like, I, my whole thing is, I want to be, the, the voice of deathmatch in the south and this is one of the more most prestigious tournaments in the south so i gotta be involved
1: so yeah what is the format raven what kind of i've never been to a deathmatch tournament what makes that different than what i saw in knoxville
3: uh the first two shows we actually ran were tournaments and then we put out a big thing that was like hey would you rather see a tournament or just a big show and then unanimously it was just a big show which is why three was a show and then four we were like fuck it we'll just do another show and then i don't know what we're going to do with five but the difference between what we're doing saturday and what we did with three is they're just big shows with guys that want to get in the ring with each other and then in a tournament it's kind of a competition to make it to the finals to take home that trophy
2: Fantastic. Okay, I, I thought it was a tournament. Okay, and now I'm just now finding that one out. Excellent.
0: That, that sounds like that'll name one night.
2: Yeah. Right. I was I was looking <laughs> at the list of the guys and girls that are going to be there. and me like, dude, how is this going to work? <laughs> like, if that was brackets, that would be insane.
1: I'm all about brackets. Now,
2: now, are there are there any matches coming up on this show that you are not involved in that you are particularly interested to see what happens in?
3: Uh, yes. <laughs> um, so I'll go
0: ahead
3: and yeah, I'll go ahead and put the kid over. So you know we're doing the pre-show and that's another promotion. Uh, they're bringing in their title, and they're going to do a title match on the pre-show, and then we're going nice. to go out and start the show. And um, the first match is Dalton and Mouse, and Dalton's young. Um, he will blatantly tell you to your face that I am the reason that he wanted to wrestle, which makes me cry, borderline. This is and then it's just he learns so much so quick. You know what I'm saying? Like this kid gets it. And now he's he's not in a death match, but at the same time it's like step away from what we're about to do and give this kid his credit. You know what I'm saying?
2: And that's cool. I like the fact that I it is actually not often these days. I've been doing this for a while, longer than I'd like to admit, but that, that there's people on the show that I – have never seen before and don't even have any idea who they are. and That's some of the, that's some of the ones that I'm most excited to see because I love seeing new people. and Some of the more, the more unknown talent are the ones that will go out there and go that extra mile for the crowd because they want to be
3: noticed and they want to make their name. Dalton's just, his, the cool thing about him is uh, as good as he is and as young as he is, there is zero ego um, he he, 150% earned his place on this show. Like, when I approached him, he broke down. He's like, I don't deserve this. I don't need to be here. And I'm like, no, if I didn't think you couldn't handle this, I wouldn't have even asked you. And uh, he's going to be something real special in the next couple of years. And I'm not just saying that because he's my friend. I'm saying that because of his heart, who he is, and how good he's going to get.
1: Excellent, and, and I want to go back to something that Nathan said about the show. This show is very mixed. There's actually more than one female wrestler in it, and you yourself are wrestling a female wrestler, not just any female wrestler. Someone really, really famous, correct?
0: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: There's, you there's,
1: what? I hope you, there's
2: only handful the women in deathmatch <laughs> that you can legit call legends, and he's wrestling one of those.
1: Yeah, please talk about this, this booking. Like, like what uh, you said you're nervous. I have, fuck yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> well, who is she? <laughs> why, why should we be nervous for you?
3: Okay, so the original plan was I wasn't even going to do anything on this show. Um, and then an idea came across, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to tell you who the original opponent was, but... I was like, I'm going to bring you in. We're going to do this whole thing. It's going to be fucking awesome, and we're going to show the hell out. And he was all about it. And then he helps run – it's kind of like his home promotion. Like he's the booker slash promoter kind of thing like I do. And um, they had – he had to pull off because they only had one date open in August that they could run, and that would have been their six-year anniversary show. And, unfortunately, it was the 21st, so he wasn't able to come. So coming back from – where was I coming back from? I want to say Michigan when I wrestled Chuck. um, I found that out and completely freaked. And I was like, I'm not even – I'm just going to pull myself back off. And my buddy Kevin's driving, and I'm like, well – I'm going to try something. Don't know how this is going to work. Um, I started looking at flights from California to here. And I'm like, you know what? If we're going balls deep and showing out for Colt, let's go balls deep. And so I messaged Sage Sin. And I said, "Uh, Shot in the Dark, you available August 21st? And she said, actually, I am open. And, uh, yep, pulled Sage Sin.
1: So what makes her a formidable <laughs> opponent?
3: That's Supreme's daughter. And she's just <laughs> phenomenal oh, in the ring. She's
2: got, she's got that lineage and that legacy.
3: Right. She's phenomenal in the ring, and she's Supreme's daughter. <laughs> so
1: she's just going to come a, and people a
2: certain People of a certain subculture will understand the significance of this. She's one of only three wrestlers to have a patch on my battle jacket. That's the I'm, status she
1: holds. <laughs> and I, I know your battle jacket quite well. Um, so, uh, so great. Uh, so there's there's this huge match, but I mean, but the whole lineup is pretty awesome. Um, is it, what's what's the one match? Uh, I, I mean, obviously you want all the matches to go well and stuff, but what's the one match that you're not involved with? You're most excited to see.
3: let's just let's just run through and I'll tell I'll tell you what like my thoughts yep. are.
1: Go for it. So Go like
3: for it. Dal- Dalton and Mouse is literally called the Here's Your Chance match, which is Dalton's chance to show who he is. Um that's just going to be technical and something magical that's going to happen. Um Roxy's Funhouse, which is Sarah Docks and Roxy. Um that's just going to be super enjoyable to watch, in my opinion, because Sarah is so fun to work with, and I was literally talking to Sarah. That.
1: I will always yeah, be a fan of that girl. Phenomenal. Impressed me. So tell me definitely. about Roxy. Yeah, please. I'm not familiar yeah. with her. Tell me about Roxy.
3: I was literally talking to Sarah about her earlier. Um, I've worked her four or five times somewhere in that area. Um, just an absolute pleasure. Easy to work with. Um, break that fourth wall, whatever. Um, super easy to get along with. Super fun to be pay. around. Yeah, KF, brother. Um, <laughs> just, I, I, I've, i I've literally just been driving home every time I've talked to Sarah. I'm like, you're going to have fun. Because Roxy's just such a trip. Oh yeah. Um, crosses to hell, Neil Diamond, Cutter and Corey Bryant.
1: Woo! I love Neil. He's one. Of, I actually the only only merchandise Deathmatch merchandise I own right now is a ashtray. Well, it's not true. I've got a shot glass and a couple other things, but as as a, a with with the person on it is Neil Diamond Cutter.
2: I love me some Neil. Yeah. <laughs> Man, he's been on a roll lately. Like yeah, he has. straight up fucking killing it.
1: I saw two matches with him that impressed the fuck out of me um, this past June at No Holds Barred. I mean, he was just amazing.
3: Yeah, Neil's phenomenal. He's just a great guy to be around, too. Um, I'm sure, Nathan, you haven't heard of Corey.
2: Neil, by the way, is the only man still active in the deathmatch scene who has survived a Nathan Sadistic Playground match. All oh, the I rest I of the them either. are either retired or the, no one knows where they are. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So so Neil and who is his um his opponent again?
3: Corey Bryant.
1: Corey Bryant. Let's talk about him, my sir.
3: Um, Corey is He's been wrestling for quite a few years, but he's legitimately only done one death match, and that was with me. And we actually had to stop that match because he swung some tubes, it caught my wrist, and I went into a full-blown panic <laughs> and was pulling uh, shards of glass out of my wrist. <laughs> That's what <flushing>. ah. <laughs> He is absolutely in love with Deathmatch, and he's been waiting for this. And I told him after that match, I was like, look, ma'am, uh, I owe you one, and the next Warfare you are 100% on. So don't even sweat it.
2: <laughs> hey, man, here's Neil. <laughs> is that, is right. that revenge for your wrist?
3: <laughs> no. He, he, was, he was like, what am I doing? I'm like, you're working Neil Diamond Cutter. He's like, like Neil Diamond Cutter? And I'm like, yeah, you better be ready.
1: Be yeah, Honey
3: Badger gives zero plus. Oh, no shit. He brings it.
1: it. He really does. He's so cute, too, and he comes out to Sweet Caroline, and everyone's singing. It, you know, it, it, my, my daughter was singing, too. She's only 11. It was so much fun taking her to a death match. Um, she stayed for about half of it. Um, so who else? What's the next one? I know there's a lot more.
3: Sharp shit. Satu Jin and Travis Dykes.
1: I love Satu Jin, by the way. Love him.
3: That is going to be an absolute bloodbath.
2: Yeah, tra- Travis has another one of those. He do- he does not care. He has no problem bleeding, and he has no problem drawing as much blood from his opponent as possible. And is the same damn way. So that yeah, yeah, that's going to be a that's going to be brutal.
1: It Satu is part of the Renegades. Is that correct? The rejects. A rejects rejects. My bad. I'm a little tired too. Rejects. So he's <laughs> is he the only reject on the show? No, there's a couple others, right?
3: And uh, John Wayne.
1: Yeah. Yep. So anyway, so Satu Jin is on the show. I really enjoy him. He, he 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 he's a delight to watch. I've seen several matches of his now.
3: And then next, which I think is going to be I don't I don't want to say it's going to be a barn burner. I think it's just going to be really tough to watch at some points and that's gnashing of teeth with Brad Cash and Herzog.
2: Dude, there are two matches on this show that I think are, like, the sleepers, the ones that, like, this could be, like, these these has the potential to be death match of the year candidates. This is one of them.
3: They're they're just going to beat the piss out of each other. I know they are. (laughs)
2: Lately, I see Brad Cash more than I even see my family, (laughs) and every show I call him on, he just he goes out there and gives every last bit of everything he's got. He's not one of these guys like, oh, I'm going to kill it tonight, and no, I'm going to take it easy tomorrow. No, this dude goes out there to kill or be killed every time, and Herzog's just fucking nuts.
3: Yeah, it's going to be a slobber <laughs> knocker. is <laughs> the only word to use. What
2: the what the hell is a gnashing of teeth match?
3: Um, that was... <laughs> kind of thought of by me because uh, shark's teeth, saw blades, uh, what else are they using? I have to look on my other list, but the shark's teeth no, no, haven't
2: really like, made don't, don't give it all away. Don't give it all away. Yeah. Jeez, no, so
1: it's stuff with oh, teeth. Stuff like, like, like bear traps, but probably not that violent. Maybe I would
0: have not. <laughs> oh, that would be, awesome. <laughs> <That'd> be
1: dope. <laughs> oh, I, I, I have them full of ideas. Uh <laughs> Oh, anyway, but this is not my show. This is your show. So, uh, hmm, you, you you volunteered to be on this show, dude.
2: Yep, very
1: true.
2: Yeah. I'll go ahead and bring up another one. The other one that I think, like, that's kind of the one I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Cause I've, to the best of my knowledge, these two guys have never been in the ring together. Is John Wayne Murdoch and J.W. Dalton. They have. Have they?
3: Mm-hmm, TVW.
2: Huh. Well, th- this must have been before I started working with you guys. Yeah. Because I did not see that. That's ooh. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that for the first time because that's, that's a hell of a pairing. J.W.'s been on quite a tear lately, too.
3: That was a man. <laughs> that's my boy.
1: So where are we? Uh,
3: the next would be the Backwoods Country Brawl. Nice. And that is big country And I'll go ahead and announce it uh, The replacement we found for Sir Reed Bentley who had to pull For a family reason which I completely Understood so No hard feelings at all um, His replacement was Aiden Blackheart Nice yes.
1: That's a great announcement Oh my gosh I'm so excited <laughs> Hell yeah You heard it here
2: first folks
1: Black. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. You you made my evening. Thank you, sir.
3: <laughs> um, the barbed wire challenge is still on. I'm not going to say who's in that. Okay. Because we'll I think people are going to just be like, whoa, didn't see that coming.
1: <laughs> okay. Noted. And
3: then... You were saying, like, a match to sleep on. Like, I don't know about brutality, Nathan, but, like, just the technical aspect that I know both guys are going to take would be sharp and snappy, and that's Bam and Yella.
2: Yella's one I'm not familiar with.
3: Can you give us a little background on him? Um, Extremely technical. Um, How do you describe that kid? (laughs) Just a technical guy that's, like, would always used to cuss me up a storm when he saw blood on me, and then he tried it and was like, you know what? Not something I'm going to do all the time, but I'll do it for you guys anytime. Just he'll, from he'll the get technical the standpoint. Up. Oh, they're going it, to – it's going to be so good. But yeah, so someone else I'm been.
2: looking forward to calling that I haven't got – I've. He's he's, kind of, he's a legend that I've always wanted to call him match for but never gotten to. low-life Louie.
3: Louie had to pull. Yeah, he pulled. Oh, he did? Damn it. Yeah. Damn it. I didn't yeah. see that. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, because Dude. he's up in New York, he uh. He got new supervisors at work, and because of this stupid uh, COVID variant, if he leaves New York, he loses his job. Shoot job shit. I understand. <laughs> That's so cool. it's either come down for a show or provide for your family.
1: That's a when horrible first. ultimatum.
3: Always, always. Because he has a state so, job, so he has to do what they say. Yeah. We so
1: get vaccinated, people, so we can have death matches. So we're gonna not have a chance. See, hey, uh, we gotta keep you guys. In, we gotta keep you guys working. So don't need any more towns, right. but uh, <laughs> I, I mean, really. Uh, my second thing out of hibernation was going to a death match this year after COVID. Like I actually went like full on in the death match, and I thought that was cool. <laughs> like like May was May 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 was a um, we called it a sacrifice of blood man for Beltane. It was so much fun watching you and your people (laughs) wrestle up there in TPW and I'm so looking forward to seeing you and your people did we cover every match did we get them all
3: well then you got the structure match which was uh, John Wayne and J-Dub yeah and then murder town death match which would be Sage Sin Supreme and me
1: awesome oh my god so are you the headliner then yes yes you are so you you headlining, you're promoting, you're booking. You need, yes, 15 hours. You are you are earned more than a 15-hour nap.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so I since mean, Friday I'll be up there building until the wee hours of the night, and then I'll come home and I'll basically take a nap. I'll get sage up and we're gone.
1: Well, sir, I can't wait to see you do this. Um, it's going to be fantastic, I hope. Um um, before you go, let's ask some general questions. First of all, who would, if you would could either pr- like use in a promotion or work with, who's one person that you've never gotten to work with that you would like to work with, maybe someday, or and it could be a dream person, it could be a fantasy answer, any answer you want.
3: Uh, there would be, I can't pick just one. There would be three.
1: Okay. And.
3: Uh, One would be Sick Nick Mondo, which is the reason I found Deathmatch, Um, Sumtack Jack, who I fell in love with, Nice. and um, Danny Havoc, who was legitimately my Deathmatch dad.
1: That's awesome. So excellent.
2: This is is the fourth show you've done under the Unholy uh, Warfare banner, right? Correct. Okay, now – Throughout doing these four shows, there's always, like, when you undertake any project for the first time, and, you know, promoting a show is different from being on a show or whatever, there's always, like, some details, like, that come out of the blue. You're like, fuck, I never thought of that. What's one detail that, like, completely caught you off guard about promoting a show?
3: Nothing really caught me off guard. Uh (laughs) Nothing really has yet, because it's... I've, I've been in locker rooms, you know, for a long time. I was just a local guy in North Carolina, and I always watched how guys booked and promoted and did things. And it was like, I'm going to take this from there, that from there, this from there, and do this, and then let's do this, and it just worked.
1: So you're, you're, but, you, would, you have good organizational skills, it sounds like. Oh, you, you no, hell no. No, because you have to juggle so many things. I mean, you've got so much going on. It's amazing what you're doing. It's very impressive.
3: It's, um, it's very difficult. Um,
1: so do you watch um, mainstream wrestling at all? No. No. You heard that Nick Gage no. did a death match on AEW this year. How does that make you feel?
3: Uh, that's awesome. That puts Deathmatch on a, a a main stage that hopefully more people can find it. You know, I hopefully mean, people within in You know, I, I have. I, know. I wouldn't say heat with companies, but like I don't want to see anybody fail. So maybe that'll put eyes on like GCW, ICW, um, us. You know. I want everybody to win Just because I don't like someone in a locker room doesn't mean I don't want anybody hurt or nobody not working
1: no it benefits every promotion I think to work you know to root for everyone you know <laughs> I'm gonna root for everyone and, you know because if you're on if you're wrestling on this level it's it's amazing like I said I really enjoy it for it's there is an art to it and but there's it's glorious violence and I, this is the I think it's gotten the best buzz I've ever seen in a mainstream. Like my, even though I've been researching this stuff, my feed was already filled with death matches and stuff, uh, partly because Nathan is my friend and he has it on his pages, But, um, <laughs> but it, it's just like, I think I'm yeah, kind of Renaissance going on in death matches right now. And I think it might be uh, hitting a, a, a stride. I hope so. I hope so, too. I mean, it's one of those things. uh, I mean, I can't believe some of the audiences I've been seeing online and going well I've really been enjoying watching the shows. I've been watching the TPW's app and I've watched some fight television stuff, so I've been really enjoying the summer of death, and I can't wait to see you live. Uh, Is there... um, Nathan, do you have any final questions for our gentleman here? We should let him off so he can rest.
2: Being a you know a longtime Deathmatch uh, fan, I've, I've never seen Deathmatch as hot as it is in America as it is currently. Yeah, like even yeah, back yeah, in the yeah. days when CZW was at its height and all. Like, Raven, what do you attribute that to? Why is why did Deathmatch wrestling like catch fire the way it has just recently?
3: I think it's. I don't know. Partly is uh, I think we all have something primal in us. We just don't want to open that up all the time. So when we can literally cut loose and just be what we are and just be as primal and real as it is, like that bloodlust is on in all of us. It's just how far do you want to take it? (laughs) And I think people are discovering that there is a art, there's a beauty, there's a release of stress. Um, I've always said that if if I can take, if I can be on a show, whether it be Deathmatch or normal wrestling, and I can make you forget about the bullshit that you've got going on at work or at home or anywhere that you're at for 10 minutes while I'm in the ring, then I did my job. So I think it's people finding that spot in them that they can release that stress and cut loose and just be the primal monsters we are sometimes.
2: I always appreciate a good pun. I like that literally cut loose. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Well played, sir.
1: So after all of this is said and done, what's the, what's the next? thing you want to do or in the next step in your in your uh, ventures.
3: Take a long fucking nap
1: Yeah. Oh. Well, I get that. Cuz I'm going <laughs> to
3: uh, like Yeah, well my my schedule will be get at the armory around 2:33 somewhere in there start building. Um there's going to be some people showing up around 5:36. Uh, We'll get the ring up, then I will continue building until I feel like I cannot anymore, which last show I left the armory at 4 in the morning was back at lunch, and I live an hour away, and it's just – and then it's get everything cleaned up, get the ring taken down, sweep, mop, do everything. I've never left the armory before 7 a.m. Sunday.
2: Wait, you mean you clean up after your show? Mm-hmm. I've heard of. Oh,
0: dude,
3: that's how that's a lot. Venues. Yeah, so I'm going to be Sorry. very tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: but but it's for the love of the of of the death match. So, and oh, totally. I
3: and it's for cold, man. It's for it Colt. is for cold. Yeah, it's it's so fun. I wouldn't trade it for anything. As stressful as it is, sometimes. This is what I love.
2: Well, thank you. It's the ones whose passion comes out in their performances that are the ones that are the, truly a joy to watch. And, Raven, you have always been one of those dudes.
3: Well, I mean, you don't always see me at my best like the last show we did. Like, Raymond and I were just both like, dude, we're fucking shot. It's dark. It's late. You know what, you don't out
2: there and did your, did your thing. And that's, that's no. what I'm saying. When you can see that someone is passionate about what they're doing, that makes the, any art they create so much more meaningful.
1: Well, and, and you're a hero. I saw there was a, um, a footage of you going around the Internet um, rescuing Akira from a, uh, a, a really bad injury on his arm was bleeding pretty bad and you were the one that came in and stopped it if I remember right
3: yeah that was all I heard as I was backstage and someone screamed Akira's cut bad and I jumped up and just grabbed my tape and took off I was like I'll get chewed out and and thankfully I didn't get chewed out I mean most people were like you did the right thing but like I was like if I get an ass chewing for this I don't even care
1: No, it, it showed you your bravery and you're a hero. So thank you for saving Akira from a very nasty injury. It was wonderful and I loved the response that that video got of you. So not only are you a really talented guy, you're also a really sweet guy and you, you, you've got people's back. And we love that about you. So thank you for being on the oh, show. Absolutely. I think you should go take a nap while you have a chance. And, you know, we, we got it from here. We will see you. Um, well, we'll see you at the show. Um, We'll both be there. Yeah, please. We're driving five Somebody hours go. south to you.
3: Oh, oh, that's right, Nathan. You're going up, aren't you? And then coming down. Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm flying up into Baltimore, and then we're driving down to the show, because it's actually – it'll actually be a little bit shorter than driving up from Atlanta, so works out well. But, yeah, um, what about – where's the show going to be available for those who aren't – I was going to say who aren't in driving distance, but you know what? If you have a car and there's not an ocean between you, you're within fucking driving distance. But <laughs> for those who aren't going to make the drive – uh, where is this gonna be
3: available? Is it, will it be streaming
0: somewhere?
3: Or will the these be available? The the plan is is as we publicly announced, Jeff Walderidge is doing the um recording, um and editing, all that stuff. Um, he will get that done. He is actually taking off work Monday to solemnly work on that. Um and then hopefully, you know, by the end of the week he's got it ready he'll send the copy to me i'll approve it um he'll send it to a dvd company that will take care of everything packaging blah 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 um i'll pay them they'll send it to me i'll send dvs at dvs out from there um nothing against smart mark but trying to do what we can so we can put it to the next one you know what i'm saying i'm not putting this in my pocket this isn't for me this is to help fund what's next. That's punk rock DIY shit right there. Yep. I, I mean, Smart Mark does good work and they ship shit out quick and all that, but like and they take a good little cut, so it'll probably end up streaming there, but like once the DVDs are gone, it's like, all right, it's on Smart Mark. You know what I'm saying? Right.
2: So yeah, tell, uh, please, before you go, tell us where where's the show, when exactly is it and where can people get tickets
3: well now oh. you can only get them at the door <laughs> um, it is oh, okay. in this little podunk town called Wentworth, North Carolina <laughs> um, North Carolina
0: show.
3: yeah um, I'm from, I'm from North
2: Carolina most towns there are pretty podunk,
3: podunk shit, your bro.
1: Town. you're from Asheville though that's not a podunk town
2: Yeah, but my family's from Forest City.
1: (laughs) Okay.
3: (laughs) So, um, Reedsville, North Carolina, Wentworth National Guard Armory. Um, if you bought a diehard ticket, or VIP tickets, or if you would like to purchase a VIP ticket, um, you will be allowed into the venue at 4. Hey, lovely. She waved to Nathan. um, You will be allowed to enter at 4. General admission, which would be front row, um, second row and back. 5 o'clock, doors open for you guys. Pre-show with the other company, will start around, I don't know, I'm kind of judging it right now. It just depends on how many people get in that door, you know, maybe 5.30. And then we'll bring Colt's original trophy out. We'll bring out the trophy I won in the Colt 45 tournament. Um. Then we'll bring out Nathan, we'll bring out um, us as the whole group, and then we'll bring out Colt's dad and brother and do a tin bell salute and have a moment of silence for Colt. And then we kick it off with Dawn and Mouse.
1: Fantastic. It's going to be so much fun, Nathan. I can't wait.
2: Absolutely. I'm. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a wonderful night of tribute and bloodshed.
3: Yeah, I'm literally gonna say I'm literally gonna say on the mic it's like this isn't a night that Cole would want us to cry. This is a night he would want us to celebrate.
2: Yep. That's that's exactly what I said the uh at the T V at the show at the um oh god, chatterbox. Because Cole Cole was the kind of dude, like he would want his legacy used to like keep everything going, keep the bloodshed going, keep the wrestling going, like he would want us to continue doing the things he was passionate
3: about. Absolutely. So it's a night of celebration, not a night of um, sorrow and sadness. And yes,
2: celebration yeah. and bloodshed. There you go.
1: <laughs> this will be my third death match tournament or death match event I've gone to this year live. So this will be interesting. Like, and I'm starting to see like recognize wrestlers, and I have, and I'm fans of a lot of the people that are going to be on the show. Um, this, so I, everybody that's listening, give it a shot. It's actually what not what you expect. It is. I love that it's everyone is really puts everything into it. Um, there's just no there's there's no false moments in death match. You can't have one uh so it's it's just a it's just a great time, so please you know go online. I know there's an event page on Facebook, so um anything else you'd like to say, sir, um before you move on to your Deathmatch match building
3: I don't know i i just I want people to understand the love the passion that goes into this, you know. I am in the process of trying to find my own ring to do some other things um, i I love this um I literally was crying the other day talking to my lovely woman that's in there with the baby right now. It's like I don't know how much longer I can do this like I'm not feeling beat up um I'm not waking up in pain, but i I just don't know. What the future for me is going to hold? Maybe tomorrow I'll wake up and go. You know what? Fuck that! I'm going another ten years. I don't know, um, but I will always love this, and I will always be involved in it. You know, if I stepped away after this show, that's not the end. I'm going to keep doing things. I'm going to keep putting on shows. We're going to keep doing this, keep doing that. It's not going to end that way. Um, I I love this. This has saved me numerous times. Um, just know how much I love doing this
1: well oh, yeah. all um, about- it, you, you've uh, it converted because I definitely do see what you see in this it's amazing actually I, it's been a very interesting adventure I've been going on in the last year so it's very cathartic for me to be there and yeah, watch this, is, did it.
3: this is, so it's nuts cause I was I was just a a little nobody kid from North Carolina that thought he would become nobody and I've done so much more than I ever dreamed I would do. Nice. So I'm grateful for it and all you still I'm grateful suck. for. <laughs> I know. I do.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, sir. Why don't you have a good evening? Thank you for being on the show and um you're welcome to call in any you feel like you wanna talk about stuff or you have something to promote that you wanna like let people know exists. You're always welcome to do that, sir. I
3: appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it's it's the least I can do for what the entertainment and, and hard work that you put into everything. So, um I think we're going to actually review a movie soon, believe it or not, um, right after you go off air. Um, we're going to do The Suicide Squad. I was wondering if you have actually had a chance to fit in a movie or anything. If, you, if I was going over to your house right now, what it would be the DVD that, or the movie you're streaming? Saw. Saw? Yep. Saw. Saw is going to play a huge um, um, part of the madness this year. There's a binge contest, and they have to watch all the Saw movies, Cube, and what was the third one? Uh, Oh, the Purge movies in one week.
3: I would love that.
1: (laughs) Well, enjoy them. (laughs) Come join the madness! It's great. Uh, this year it's a little bit different. Usually it's a binge a binge contest, right? Watch as much as you can. This year um, it's about attending uh, outdoor activities, and death matches are going to be on that list. Um, and um, uh, a battling movies to the death. So you know, like I'll throw Battle Royale out, and someone will throw out another um running man, you know, some kind of movie where people are hunted to the death. So uh, actually, Raven of, Raven's
2: gonna be involved in a deathmatch show during the Madness. At least one I know of that I'll okay. be at and that'll be Carnage Cup.
1: Car- it's that's true. And Carnage Cut's gonna be uh, actually part of the Mad I'm gonna give points for the going to the Carnage Cut. I have to. I get a picture with the voice of violence, I'll get five points. Right? <laughs> We know how that works. So anyway, I digress. You don't need to know about our contest, though. You are welcome. It's going to be a lot of fun because it's a bunch of horror geeks watching movies together for the month of October online. We've been doing it now for 14 years.
2: He is a battle to the death. And Saturday, we very well may see some people battle to the death.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah, I, yeah this, this, is, this is my birthday too, Raven, just so you know. When's your and birthday? Come, it's Monday. Oh, the same day as my girls. Excellent. It's Virgos Unite, man. <laughs> so, I'm <laughs> going to a death match for my birthday.
2: <laughs> Good. <laughs> I thought you celebrate the right there.
1: Hey, right. I, did, I did Beltane. Now I'm doing my birthday. So, I mean, I must be, there seems to be a theme going on, Nathan. <laughs> That seems yeah.
2: true. That's a, the, sex, the, the theme is witch. bloodshed
1: and violence. Fuck I didn't yeah. know that I was into blood magic until I started going to death matches, I guess, as a sexy witch, you know? So.
2: Uh, once you go to your first death match, it's over from there. Yeah. Yep.
1: Oh, my goodness. So, thank you. Thank you again. I keep saying thank you, but I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, so you, you're going to so we'll talk about we're going to do an episode on Carnage Cup um, right around the Carnage Cup. And you're, of course, Sweet. more than welcome to come on for that. Yeah, just to. give me a shout. Excellent. I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. Because, yeah, we're definitely going to do um, that. Whole, the, the, probably the week before, because um, I'm also going to a taping of AEW that week. So um, there's a lot of wrestling that week going on on the sexy widgets. So I'll definitely keep you posted. So, um, Nathan, we are going to take a break now and let this gentleman take a nap. I'm going to play some um, FP and then we're going to come back on and start reviewing Suicide Squad. And then we're also going to preview the rest of our trip. Because this is only the beginning, Raven. We're, your 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 stop is one of an adventure. Oh, we're going to a few places on this. Uh, we're going to take the scenic route back to my place in Annapolis. So nice, yeah.
2: But well, it all begins at Unholy Warfare, and I want to see all of you. If you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, you need to be in Reedsville on Saturday for the show. Trust me. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Hell yeah! Nothing else. The voice of violence will be there. Raven will be there. I mean, the, the lineup—it's great. Don Wayne Murdoch's going to the, be there. the, huh?
2: the best of the deathmatch scene will be there. This is a stacked card.
1: <laughs> it's totally badass. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I have that much else. Other. I have asked all my questions, Nathan. How often does that happen?
2: Not all the way.
3: Well, I never
1: shut up. You don't understand. I'll ramble for hours. Um, <laughs> Neil
3: does too. Don't feel bad.
1: <sighs> That's why I'm a podcaster, because you have to have an outlet. So. Um, so, well, yes. Raven,
2: thank you so much for thank joining you. us tonight. Yep. No problem, um, guys. All
1: right. And we um, will see you Saturday. Yes. And you're going to you have know. to hang yourself up because I cannot hang you up. So, when you're ready, when you're... So, much love. Thank you, Raven. I will talk to you again soon.
3: Yep, I'll catch you guys Saturday.
1: See you Saturday. Bye, Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) Later, man. (laughs) There it is, Nathan. That was Raven Havoc, and promoter of Unholy Warfare, number four. All for you, Colt, with this weekend in Reedville, North Carolina. Absolutely.
2: Correct. Like, I'm, this is not just me blowing smoke because a friend of mine is running the show and I'm doing commentary and all that. This is seriously a card that I am, like, as a Deathmatch fan, really excited about seeing.
1: There's, I'm excited for a bunch of it. I, you know, I, I know a few of those guys. I've been watching them wrestle now. I know what they, who they are. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, you know, it, there's it is a really good line. And once again, I honestly say Raven is a hero. I mean, I watched him jump in and stop, a, a, you know, sew someone up right there on the spot and save them from passing out. Hero, right? You know, on his feet. All, and he thinks about everything. His detail is hardcore. Like, I can't. I, I thought I was organized. No, he he's got he's got it. He's got this. And it's cool. So it's not just about being friends. He really is good at his job and the talent. And everyone should go support talent, especially right now, because the Summer of Death is at the best wrestling you'll see out there on the death match scene right now. Uh, so it'll be fun.
2: Yeah, you'll – it's often a, a thing people say about everything, music, movies, uh It's just not as good as it used to be. That's not the case with deathmatch wrestling. Like, the, the crop of guys and girls out there doing it right now are so talented and consistently amaze me with what they're capable of.
1: It You know, Sudeika is like the hot shit right now. Uh, and uh, she just re- wrestled John Wayne Murdoch. And John Wayne. Like fighting a
2: coked up bear.
1: Yeah, that that was a pretty funny statement. But um, I also saw a video of her though wrestling in a junkyard somewhere, and she like threw some guy through the windshield. It was kind of beautiful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like smash. So uh, you know, there's some. It's amazing what those people are doing out there. And it is—it it sounds brutal, but yet there's a beauty to it, and that's why it's enjoyable. And and the light tubes are fun. Like I think if there—if you know, there's risk, obviously, but uh, I—they're it, it, so dramatic, and they—they—it's just so much fun. Like when Nick Cage brought out the light tubes on AEW, I was so excited. <laughs> I was
0: Like yes,
1: they're doing it. So, uh, but it's not just that. There's panes of glass. There's um, something called a bar fight where they sit in chairs and slap each other and chops are or... – chops can hurt, Nathan. I've seen someone get injured bleeding just from chops.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, look look at the people – when you're in a match with someone who's adept at throwing chops, they'll leave that match with broken blood vessels all through their chest.
1: It, it, it's 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 like, whoa. <laughs> you know, I – it's amazing what those guys will do and and how much they can handle and it's 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 a it's a it's an art that um you know there you do need an outlet for that kind of i i've never had any issues with with people just being primal like you said and you know i mean you know i'm of course i'm a hippie though so i kind of get that like you know we have front lines and you know people dancing in the woods and shit. Uh, you know, that's our version of Primal. Uh, but I also have always been a wrestling fan. So this, it's just natural for me to fall into this. I just love it. I love the spectacle.
2: I've always loved extreme art. I mean, it, it could be argued I might have a bit of a sadistic streak, but like, <laughs> it's, it's the best entertainment you can watch. It's the most violent thing you can watch that you won't have to testify about later.
1: Huh. So, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, you know, uh, there's not much more to say other than if you don't – if you're not convinced that you're that a death match is your thing or not, then you're not going to go. But But I – I tell people to give it an open mind if you like regu- if you like wrestling on television, it's actually not that far of a jump to Deathmatch. and especially now that Nick gage was on a e w and actually wrestled Nick uh, Chris Jericho millions of people saw that online like like millions well, the- it- millions of people saw that one of the
2: things like one of the things I like about independent wrestling and this is not just Deathmatch wrestling because I mean, I I work with companies that aren't just deathmatch wrestling companies, just independent wrestling in general. Going to an AEW show is great. Going to a WWE show used to be great. I mean, but even at those shows, like, the people closest to the ring are, like, 15, 20 feet away behind a barricade. And then you're part of a huge crowd. And you're watching a hell of a spectacle but in an independent show you're in close you're a part of a smaller crowd it's a more intimate setting it's it's like going to see a band at an arena and going to see a band at a club
1: it, it like is that, a lot closer to the artists, you know i mean they they come out into the crowd as you know cuz as wrestlers do um deathmatch wrestlers are no different they drop they do things out of the ring and in the ring um but you know but there seems to be like like an unspoken rule about it, which was kind of interesting. Like because everyone always parted ways and moved the chairs, <laughs> you know, especially if it was a heavy chair, you know. Which comes kind of some it was. It's just kind of like this. This the audience feeds off the death match, and the death match feeds off the audience. It's kind of cool.
2: I would love some time to take, like, a, a sociologist. That's what they do. They study, you know crowd dynamics a ritual and things like that, and take them to a deathmatch show and get their take on it.
1: I believe our other sexy witches is on the line. So let me see. Let's see. Oh, it no, this spins. Okay. Hello. You are on with the sexy witches.
4: Good evening, y'all.
1: Hello, Aaron. Hello. How are you doing?
4: Hello, hello. I'm doing well. How are you all?
1: Great. We just had a very interesting conversation with Raymond Havoc about uh, deathmatch wrestling. Nice. Uh, that was cool. And I thought it led into a really good segue because I knew all three of us would, by this point, have seen the Suicide Squad. So let's continue with the ultraviolence and talk about this.
2: <laughs> I loved it. You loved it. I did, too.
1: I did, too. It's my yeah. first top ten contender of the year.
4: Very nice. Yeah. I do feel like we are kind of getting dragged along with James Gunn's therapy sessions dealing with his dad.
0: <laughs> Between <laughs> yes. uh, That's a
4: Between this and the past. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Which is cool. I, I mean... Uh, Uh, Just prior to the release of this, uh, yet another uh, dust-up occurred between uh, a classic Hollywood director uh, saying that comic book movies are worthless or or words to that effect. And, you know, comic books are just like any other source. It's what you do with them.
2: And James Gunn does good stuff with them. But again, these are DC characters, and show me a single DC Comics character that doesn't have some kind of issues involving their parents.
1: Uh, <coughs> yeah, pretty much. And, uh, you know, it, and it is exactly the movie I was hoping I was going to get in 2018. <laughs> this is the movie I wanted. Not that one. Um, you know,
0: yeah.
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it is even – I actually, like – Guardians of the Galaxy is okay. This nailed it for me. Now, partly I am a DC girl, so the DC universe is, but I I just adore it, and I will always be Batman forever. Love Batman. Uh, so there's I'm a little bit biased, I will admit, but I really thought this movie kind of nailed the tone it needed to. James Gunn is a hysterical writer. I don't know how yep. much I have laughed in a film in ages. Like, I took my daughter to see this. The evil genius came with me. She's 11, and I let her see this movie. Turns out that anytime I <laughs> go take her to an R-rated movie, Harley Quinn happens to be part of it. <laughs> so, and Role models, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but Margot Robbie is awesome as, like, she's still great as, as, uh, Harley Quinn and I, I'm so glad that I get to share this experience with my daughter and it's one of those films that she's going to watch over and over again it's kind of like you know it, it's like the slasher at nine years old maybe two for Nathan you know, he watched everything earlier in life um, but <laughs> what is the youngest you were when you watched a horror film Nathan
2: I watched my first horror film at 12 years old
1: well wow. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Your I was a late, that remember? I'm, it. That's right. Yep, okay. I'm a preacher's
2: kid who didn't get to do anything when he was young and discovered it <laughs> later, and it was fucking on from there.
1: I was younger than you when, when I saw my first horror movie. So, a lot younger. I was three. So.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. I saw a lot of movies when I was a little kids. My parents took me to everything. Uh, so... um. But Suicide Squad, I, first of all, it's really funny because it opens with people you recognize—you Michael Rooker and Pete Davidson—and like, is it too soon to spoil what happens in this movie? Or do we yes. give a fuck? It's too soon.
2: Let's 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 go light light spoilers.
1: Light spoilers, okay. But it takes direction. Well, I
4: love the. Fucking tagline. The tagline is one of my absolute favorite taglines of any comic book movie ever. I mean, they warned us right up front: don't get too attached.
1: It's <laughs> kind of sets
4: the tone for you. <laughs>
1: it, it. It. Um. It was. There's so much going on in this movie. Um. And and of course, I love that even though. The first movie you know we we've we've talked about the first movie Aaron, and you're resentful because it won the Oscar yep. for best makeup uh, that yep. year. <laughs> yeah, and so, uh,
4: and you, you, big asterisks uh Star Trek beyond had won the uh the professional industrial uh award the the one that makeup artists have for themselves just the week before so. That tells you everything you need to know. But, wow. yeah, comparing the two movies, comparing Suicide Squad with The Suicide Squad, uh, Honest Trailers, uh, which is always hilarious. Oh, they perfect comeback. Nathan Nathan it, told,
1: told me to watch it, and I watched it yesterday morning. And, yep, they did nail it, didn't they?
4: <laughs> Starring not, this oh, one yeah, should have been called Sorry for that, that other Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> that's <laughs> everything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Suicide Squad.
2: We did better this time. I I
1: like it. The Quentin Tarantino joke is hysterical, and it's funny. Yes. I actually thought of that in that moment when I saw it. I was like, oh, my God, it's Margot Robbie's feet again. (laughs) Margot Robbie's feet, like, are I won't say they're not beautiful because they are, but do I have to look at them in every fucking movie? Apparently. Yeah, like in close-up. <laughs> one
4: scene.: Well, hey, in this one they were doing something.
0: Yes, he yeah. does put on.
2: There's one scene. It's, I'm not, how do I not give it away? It involves an interaction between Bloodsport and Peacemaker
3: that mm-hmm.
2: I have not laughed that hard during a scene of a movie in I honestly couldn't tell you how long. Like, I sat in that theater, and people talk about ugly crying. I ugly laughed. (laughs) (laughs) That was hilarious. It it is
1: darkly funny. This movie is hysterical from beginning to end, all the way through. But it it doesn't pull its punches. It's quite gory, actually. Um, you can spoil that, because don't go into this thinking it's R-rated because somebody cusses twice. No, <laughs> it earns its R rating, hmm. and I love that about it. Um, I wish it did better at the box office than it has. It hasn't done well overseas, um, and I'm not sure why it's not finding its audience because there's definitely an audience for this movie. Maybe it'll come when it when it goes – well, it's already on streaming. Maybe they're not taking account yeah. that HBO – Streaming and how much that takes the way because a lot of people I know a lot of that people who That definitely saw it. cups in it. Everybody saw it. Yeah. So it it's I don't think that model is working. People need to go to the theaters more. We need to encourage it even with this COVID Delta bull- bullshit. Um, we need people to, to go to movies because we want to keep the theaters alive. Um, I'm starting to worry Absolutely. again um drive-ins are doing um, we've lost a couple drive-ins this year but there's also been a resurgence i was told and that's good and we saved the mahonig so there's hope there there's always hope Of you can always go to the drive-in in a pandemic i mean how many dystopian movies take place in drive-ins i mean seriously there's you know brian trenchard smith who will be on our next episode directed dead-end drive-in which is a dystopian movie in a drive-in movie theater uh, so, speaking of, uh, speaking mm. of
2: drive-ins, speaking of drive-ins, yeah. The Suicide Squad is actually the perfect drive-in movie. Think about it. What is Joe Bob Briggs' number mm. one rule of the drive-in movie?
1: Blood, babes, and poop? His number one
2: rule is anyone can die at any time. And I've I never seen that true. rule minimized better than this place.
1: Well, but yeah. James Gunn is trauma-rific. I mean, he has roots in, in that. So, you know. Oh, yeah. He, he understands it. Um, you know, I. There, there. he's always had an edge to his movies. You know, maybe the Marvels don't quite have an edge, but they do at the same time. They're so funny. I would say that they're funny. But um, this was just. This movie's think, very much no, got
2: that. Suicide Squad's very much got that trauma-violence-as-humor thing going on. It not
4: only totally has that, but Lloyd Kaufman is actually in the fucking movie. So, yeah, absolutely.
1: As he should be. <laughs> you know, that's absolutely. a spoiler. That's a spoiler, but it's not really a spoiler. James Gunn what? does pull out. He, it, 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 he pulls out. There's a lot of regulars in James Gunn movies, uh, mainstream oh, yeah. and indie in this movie. I mean, they're everywhere. (laughs) So, uh, honest Taylor's also made that joke too. Um, and I, I'm really glad that it exists. So I'm glad I saw it in the theaters. I'm glad I saw it with my daughter. Uh, and I'm hoping we get more Harley. I want more live action Harley movies. I hope we get more. It sounds sounds like we might get another suicide squad movie. Um, but fingers crossed. Yeah. Who knows? Um, we did get uh what we do in the shadows 4 by the way. So that was instantly renewed even before the third one's come out. Uh so mm-hmm. that's that's news to know. Um I like that doesn't I don't know. Nathan, do you like The What We Do in the Shadows? I don't remember.
2: I I love the movie and I like the show even more than I like the movie.
1: And they, they, they season 3 comes out in a couple weeks. And they already renewed it for season
0: four. So nice, I'm like yeah.
1: excited. like So more, more of that in our lives. I'm watching um, Wellington Paranormal right now, actually, on HBO Max, uh, which is, you know, the show from um, from New Zealand that's a spinoff of what we do in the shadows, the movie, the original movie. So I'm watching that right now. And it's not as good as i was hoping it was but it's still cute and it's very dry humor and i enjoy really really dry humor <laughs> i've watched a lot of day. i i
4: thought the last couple episodes were the funniest they did the uh one with uh zombie cops was it gets actually better, maybe better, the funniest it, it, it,
1: yeah it maybe i think they're actually starting to get better the the run of the show maybe they weren't quite knowing what to do but somehow they, they it's a fun show. I would recommend it anyways. Anything that comes from that part of New Zealand is worth watching. Anything related to... I, w- I was saying this to Nathan the other day. I think Takia Watiti might have the best life ever. Yeah, like, I seriously.
0: can't argue with
1: it. Look at what <laughs> he's created. Look what he's in. He's fucking in Suicide Squad. Uh, <laughs> he's Marvel. He's... You know, he, he directed my favorite Marvel movie which of, of the last, whatever they call those, like, one, two, three, you know. Uh, Ragnarok or Ragnarok. I really like that movie. I really like that movie. Um, so, um, I just don't, like, he gets, he done gets, gets and the and Thunder coming out soon. He gets all the toys. And he, he, at least he doesn't squander them like J.J. J. Abrams did when they gave him all the toys.
0: Ooh.
1: So, so. He did. <laughs> Sorry, he did. He squandered my fucking Star Wars. So.
4: Oh, he ruined uh, it. That that oh, yeah. last one?
1: Oh, yeah. Ooh. No. Fuck it. Fuck it's it. it's We're the only Star
4: Wars film I've only seen once. That should tell you something. <laughs> I
1: like the last, but I pull you. I can't face it again. Jedi as a movie, but,
4: um, but, Oh, hell yeah. yeah. The last Jedi is easily the best of the final trilogy. And it's the only one that does anything interesting of the seven, eight, nine. But, um, yeah, I, 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 not only is JJ Abrams, star Wars bad, um, for, for Star Wars, uh, uh, the Rise of Skywalker is hands down easily very – you can make the case seven ways to Sunday that it is the worst Star Wars film ever. But also that script is maybe one of the worst genre scripts
1: of the,
4: <laughs> the past two, three decades. That and is just like,
1: including a, a dog's breakfast. Which is just the yes. corniest script of corny. right? Corny, it is corny.
4: dry – um, really? We're going back to the Senate? Really? It's, it's a procedural. You wanted to do Star Wars the procedural. Okay. Okay, yeah. No, we can do that.
1: Darth Vader. Yippee! It's so wizard.
2: So wizard, Annie. I will say, if you want some good Star Wars, I just finished season one of The Bad Batch.
1: How is that? Yes, and
2: I really Gorgeous. enjoyed that show a lot.
4: Oh man, is that the most beautiful Star Wars animation so
2: far? It might be, like the it, oh, hot it oh. nuts. And I mean, after the, U- well, maybe Wars maybe Rebels, a little bit of like, yeah, fan yeah, service, you know, with the characters, for, but that is uh, what?
4: Yeah, I can't. I can't agree. It's easily the best first season of, in my opinion, uh, the best first season of any Star Wars animated series so far.
1: That's a high oh, because
2: If you look yeah. at Rebels, that one took a while to get going. And I Green agree. Wars really didn't hit its stride to like three or four, but this one just I hit completely the ground. Agree. Really. You ain't kidding. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I could watch that any day of the week. Put that on, Sit me down, pop me
2: some popcorn in the microwave, I'm good. And it seems like a show that, like, you don't have to be, like, the hardcore and deep into the lore to enjoy the show. Because, like, some of the other shows kind of, they got bogged down in the lore every now and then. But this one, like, it's got that level for the hardcore fans, but also, like, casual fans could really dig this, too, just as an adventure show my
4: wife is not only a casual fan, she might even be a little tiny bit of an anti-Star Wars fan, which don't ask me how somehow we make it work, but she loved Bad Batch and uh, probably the least amount of, now where is that guy from? Now what is that there? And of any of the series that we've done. Cool.
1: That's glowing. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So, I want to diverge. Maybe Aaron, maybe you can answer this because I don't have paramount plus, but there's a lot of buzz coming from the lower decks, which is the animated show that just dropped on paramount plus. Have you watched it yet? I
4: have, and I'm even up to date and enjoying uh, the season opener, which just dropped last Wednesday. I want to say Um, if, if there's, there's kind of a, a division in uh, the Star Trek fandom. Uh, there are a lot of old school fans who are kind of anti-lower decks, which I don't understand at all, and anti-Discovery. I am not. I'm old school Trek from the beginning, and I, I love Discovery, love lower decks. Um, it it might be a little light and fluffy with the Trek canon but i think it when it does dip into the the canon it does so uh a little naughty a little you know a little elbow to the ribs thing but with love and it it makes it a better series and it's fun and i want to know what's going to happen next uh we we had our main character or one of our two main characters uh brad boimler from last season uh leave the, the uh, Cerritos, the USS Cerritos, which if you're here in Southern California, uh, that's fucking funny. I had to name a ship after Cerritos, the city of Cerritos. Uh, but he's now gone to um, Decker's ship, the Titan. And uh, we're next episode is, I guess, all Titan, all Decker and Boimler all the time. And it's uh, um, Jonathan Frakes doing the voice of Will uh... from the first uh... from uh... next gen and uh... he's hilarious and they're writing him really broad and really funny and it's uh... one of the writers from uh... rick and morty doing lower deck so it's got a little bit of that to it and you know a little bit of cursing every now and again but yeah if you're a trek fan i recommend
1: okay oh I, I that's good to hear uh... Um, so um... Because I've heard a lot of positive, like a real strong, yeah, but there is this, like, naysayer group, but i am kind of trying to block those asses out because, you know, I'm getting a little little sick of those guys and, uh, you know, the only reasons why I do a podcast and I have friends like you guys is because we can have differences of opinion, but we're not going to rank on people for it. So, you know. Exactly. Uh <laughs> so right I on. had to find mine kind. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I think I spirit. did. Yeah, so you know, um so before uh like Nathan and I have this big road trip, but before we talk about that, Erin, I need to throw out and ask you your review of Awakening the Spirits.
4: Well, um yeah, this past weekend, uh Natalie And I and uh, another couple of friends met up in Pasadena where they did their first show, Awaken the Spirits 2021. Uh, Same people behind Midsummer Scream and kind of like a mini Midsummer Scream show. Uh, It was a sold out show and uh, they kept it from being too overcrowded in these COVID days. That's important. Everyone kept their masks on, which I really appreciate. Um, Two big dealer rooms were kind of the focus of the whole weekend. There were a few panels. uh, There were a few um, scare actors, as they call them, uh, you know, scare actors. uh, Some of the guys uh, that you've seen before at not scary farm where they, uh, Run and throw themselves on the floor, and they've got the the metal pads on the knees, and they make noises, and uh, they kind of come up at you from below, so they're kind of scary. And then other guys on stilts, and da da da. Lots of cosplay, lots of people in costume, which is just awesome. Uh, as opposed to my first uh, Midsummer Scream, which was two years ago. I'm I'm sorry to say because last year was canceled. Uh, not as many. Uh, scare zones and breakout rooms and things devoted to that there was a little tiny just i mean infinitesimally little tiny uh preview of the curse of pandora's box which is going to be one of the mazes at this year's uh universal halloween horror haunts and and, uh you gotta understand that it's all kinds of fans coming through. And there was one little kid who would, that was his very first experience with a a haunt kind of experience thing. So I can't really knock it for being just a tiny little thing because that dude, he he had a fun time, right? So good for him. Uh, The rest of it, a lot of individual dealers selling horror themed pins and masks and Bath bombs and soaps were huge this year for some reason. Uh, there's one big space with physical media, which is always so good to see. VHS and records and da-da-da. That was really nice. Posters, collectibles, um, artists of all different media. Um, this year's theme for our own Halloween party, we've, which we've been doing for literally decades now, this year's theme is The Shining because, of course, the uh, the July Fourth party uh, at the Overlook Hotel was in twenty one, so this is the hundredth anniversary of that. So that's what we're doing, and I found some really nice uh, illustrations lithos that uh, I'm going to decorate with and are going to be prizes. And then uh, as far as the uh, the panels went, uh, Halloween uh, horror nights uh, had two. Big presentations big panels there was uh, a design one with Brandy I'm sorry Brandy Creason and Jamie Bartkowitz I, I apologize to both ladies if I, I messed up their names but they are high up uh, people in art and design and production and they kind of walked us through it which was maybe a little drier than what the audience was looking for at, at times it was kind of like a PowerPoint presentation of what goes into literally, uh, from when they put the, the carpet down on up. And, uh, I guess the thing that I walked away with from that was I had no idea how many outside vendors they use for the production of things. I thought that was all done in house, but, uh, that's not the case. Apparently the other, uh, presentation they did. Um, (coughs) Pardon me. Let me get a little sip here.
1: Don't get COVID. Uh, The other one they
4: did was I'm not going to get COVID. Uh, John Mm. Murdy, who is the creative director for Universal Studios Theme Parks Worldwide and a rock star for people who enjoy uh, mazes and scares and all that. He, He was really well known. He walked us through some of the specifics of this year's uh universal monsters uh scare zones uh specifically he went into the details of the bride of Frankenstein lives, which just looks to be a you'll know, pardon the expression a monster uh it, it looks really effing cool uh first off uh original music by slash is <laughs> really got me intrigued. Um, they had done a, a mini maze years ago where Brian may of queen did original music for them. And that was really good. So I, I have high hopes for that. Um, I, I guess his theme is live again. And slash is going to be playing with that. And uh, the overall theme is Frankenstein's castle. Uh, that that's the, the main set piece for it. But within that, they have what they call Silver Scream Queens with a Z at the end. I don't know why they keep doing that. But um, other than that, it looks really cool. They've got The Bride of Frankenstein Lives. Uh, They have uh, She-Wolf of London. They have Anksu Numan Namun. That's it, Namun. Uh, The Mummy. Uh, Dracula's Daughter. And they showed us a lot of original artwork for the designs of makeup and, and costuming. And that looks like hella hell of fun. Uh, the big news that he dropped is that terror tram is coming back.
0: And yeah. there was some
4: question about that because obviously with COVID uh, he didn't tell us the theme because uh, <laughs> he wasn't allowed to. And uh, he did say that we'll be getting some details soon about frequent fear packages. So I'm I'm interested to see that. I've already got my tickets, and I assume they'll be applicable to whatever uh, frequent going to the park uh, and the exhibits we'll have.
1: Um, I think Fangoria. the theme has been announced, actually, for that Paratram now, because I went to the website, and oh. it's talking about the Ultimate Purge. It's going to be a Purge-themed. Okay. Right on. Yeah, I think they oh, just announced that. It might have been even today. <coughs> you They've right? done
4: Purge before, so that'll be fun with the trans. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, it did, I, well, we did it together, and it was Chucky. But actually what it led to was kind of cool, and it was the, the psycho house, the actual psycho house, Nathan. We'd have a picture of us standing there together, yeah, and... Right. Um, and the really, it was one of my favorite set pieces of the night. You walk through a plane crash, and it was actually pretty yeah. cool. That was that was disturbing. I was really really impressed with that. I was not expecting a full on plane crash with dead bodies hanging was off the went... ends and everything. I mean, it was like wow.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Is that normal? Is that that, that was there? really well
4: done. Yeah, yeah, that 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 is a huge piece, and that's uh, used pretty frequently. Uh, although, I think the year that we went together, uh, they'd really done it up, and, and it wasn't just background, which they sometimes use it use it as, because you know it stretches such a huge amount of land. Uh, yeah, that that land behind the Bates Motel and the Bates House.
1: Yeah, uh, is there's a lot of stuff back there.
4: Too, two or three football fields so that mm-hmm. that plane crash it stretches out and uses it really well yeah, but uh yeah being able to take your picture on the porch of the Bates house above the hotel is choice for horror fans and movie fans
1: and uh definitely one of my highlights on. You gotta do it once, right? You gotta go see the. You gotta go see the original Psycho House. It's just something you have to do, especially if you live in California. So you know. Yeah,
4: and if you're on the tour, you know you don't get to go that close to it. You see it from way back.
1: I know. I was. I never. never, When I knew that they, when they said that you got to do that, I was like, really? (laughs) I was so excited. You saw how nerdy I was that whole night. <laughs> Enjoy. I love dark skies and dark rides, as everyone knows. And by the way, on um, our trip, uh, you know, Nathan's coming up to me as of tomorrow. Um, we're going to go down and do the death match, which he's working. But then we are going to go on a, a road trip back to Annapolis by way of Ocean City, Maryland. We're going to take the scenic route through Williamsburg in richmond up the ocean city and back to annapolis and uh one of the goals is to do the two bill tracys that are in trimpers which is an amusement park oh, right in a city that's been there for 100 years um it's so this is a uh bucket list item uh i'd just be lucky enough there's two bill tracys there so um <laughs> Nate, I took Nathan to one build. We took him. Which one did I take you? I took you to Dante's in, dungeon in Maury's Fury. Dante's Heroes.
2: dungeon now. Once yeah. known as Dante's Inferno, is now Dante's dungeon. Yes.
1: Yeah. It, and that place was
2: awesome.
1: And it's not quite as authentic, Bill Tracy, um, because they've done a lot of upgrades in that one. But this one is all Bill Tracy. Uh, this is this is like sixty percent of it is still original. Um, it's in great shape, um, and I can't wait to show – and, Aaron, I've been telling you, you need to do this ride, because I know you were enthusiastic about dark rides, as anybody I know. Yeah. You know, you, living in well, – the Haunted Park in, my and, life. Yeah, I mean, you live there. I mean, if you don't love dark rides, why are you even within spinning distance, man? I mean, it's just – got to – it, no, that's, it, like I still Berry Tales and not Scary Farm. is still one of my favorite dog rides of all time. And I miss it every fucking day of my
0: life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you understand how awesome Berry Tales was. Oh yeah. Yeah, so
4: And um, uh the word is they're bringing it back for Scary Farm.
0: Are they? Oh my god.
4: I that's the me. word. Oh no. My Although god. Scary Farm was was missing from oh uh, Awaken the Spirits, and it sounds like the word on the street is there's not going to be an in-person. usually does a huge uh, thing for the press and for fans,
0: uh, yeah, detailing amazing. what's coming out.
4: And it's, it's all been trickling out a little bit by little bit, and apparently it's going to be online this year. The big news that everyone's talking about is that they're going back to the original Uh, hangman presentation that's not going to be the jokey kind of roast that they're known for doing every year. Uh, Typically, uh, they would pick somebody to hang. Yeah, yeah. Like one year they hanged Pikachu just because he was so annoying. Um, And politicians get hanged all the time and da-da-da. But this year, I guess they're going back to the original uh, witch being hung at midnight and being scary and no fooling around and no jokes and stuff, but the rest of the information we're going to have to wait and find out online because what they're saying. If this um, is the they show did that have a Elvira used though. to
1: do. Nathan, he she used to do this. This is the only. No,
4: no, it's a little different, but it's at the same park. Um, yeah. Elvira's thing was a big musical review. You, and, yeah, God, she, I love that.
1: that. Scar- scary farm. That was the only one she did. So, right. Yeah. Not very yeah, yeah. Farm is oh.
2: on. It's on my bucket list because so, I you know I've, I've worked at one of the one of the biggest in America for a long time, and that but Not Gary Farm is where we Netherworld stole a lot of their ideas. <laughs>
0: <But Disney laughs> well, when you want to go, too. let me
2: know because I am
4: down. Too. I am down to clown. Um, the other thing uh, uh, for theme parks: uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain, Freight Fest panel uh, had uh, some really good footage of their zombies on roller coasters. And I think that's <laughs> online now. So if you get a chance,
0: okay.
4: I don't know. Zombies on roller coasters just makes my heart happy. It's kind of fun. <laughs> uh, they, there was also uh, LA haunted hayride, which is a big up and comer uh, here in the Southland. Uh, it's a lot of territory. Big-ass long lines, which hopefully they'll do something about. This year's theme is delusional, but uh, they've got some really good scare actors. They've got some really nice sets. Um, It's becoming more and better known. Uh, On the small side, we have things like Reign of Terror and Thousand Oaks. We have Terror. Uh, There's Haunted Car Wash in Huntington Beach, which is pretty fun with clowns. Attacking your car in a car wash That just kind of I think I'm going to have to do that this year And the big (laughs) one that all of us decided That we're doing this year Is Speed Zone Haunted Mini Golf And there are two different There's a family friendly Right Oh oh, did I mention Full bar on site Oh I can't (laughs) freaking wait so, yeah,
1: you, you haunted mini, mini golf. You just Freeman as now. Right? I, well, we all did,
4: too. I mean, we, we looked at it for about three seconds. They handed us a flyer, um, and we all just said, yeah, there, there's no question. We're we're going. We're, we're making we're a full that. day of it. Go-karts, arcade games, mini golf with haunted oh, freaking monsters, yo. Yeah, puppet golf, yo. So yeah I'm I'm down for that. And then the um uh the other thing they talked about there was a different panel for uh Winchester Mystery House oh. has expanded their uh, flashlight tours. Uh, originally they just did those on Fridays of the 13th variety, but I guess they're going to be doing those more often and for some reason they've added a Houdini escape room. So if, if that's your thing, Winchester Mystery House. And then the uh, the other panel that we okay. did was Fangoria Presents Colors of the Dark, Horrors from Outer Space. And uh, Colors of the Dark is a Fangoria podcast, which they did live. Um, Dr. Rebecca McKendry yeah,
1: and I know Rebecca Eric Kane. <laughs> I okay. Definitely know Rebecca McAndrewy. I, I, I actually play. She does dead end trivia. That's that horror trivia. I keep like oh. trying to get you to go to. She also is a film director. I need to. She has a couple movies on Shutter. Actually, she has a Christmas horror movie. All the creatures were stirring. Uh, so um, and I met her at, oh. um, Texas Frightmares, and she, I did she her trivia
4: really contest funny and...
1: there, and I won. <laughs>
4: Sweet. She she uh, she was really funny and she swore like a sailor. Yeah. And uh which was awesome. And uh they were talking about aliens in horror films and T V, uh, with special guest star Jonah Ray from Mystery Science Theater three thousand.
1: I love and that Jonah. was
4: live and on- Oh Yeah. He, 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 was, he was so much fun, no oh doubt.
1: Oh, my God. That's like Kendra and Jonah Ray on the same panel. I would be in heaven.
4: Uh, uh, if you download the silly app that they use, which, oh, God, can I find it on my phone while I'm talking? Probably. Uh, what's the, Oh, Fanguru. If you use Fanguru, I think you might be able to see their panel.
1: But I think awesome it was a lot of fun, fun and very silly. Fanguru. So, um. Uh, yeah,
4: it it, it it's kind of handy having everything at your fingertips like that.
1: So that's awesome. I I'm, I'm so glad that it that show is so good. And you know, they have it they're having a Christmas show coming up. And they said that that's actually going to be the one where they're building. So, oh. yeah. So you should go to the Christmas one.
4: I will try and go to the the Christmas one. The other thing that I found that I want to do is um, Mystic Museum, uh, which is also attached to Bearded Lady in Burbank. The next time you're out, I'm going to take you to this little weird fun corner of Burbank that has Mystic Museum, uh, some really sweet costume and Halloween uh, themed stores. And also, of course, our, our friends over at uh, Dark Delicacies, uh, I, are all in that same little one mile I've block. They have a thing coming up. Still never been
1: to Dark Delicacies. I have never walked in. Oh,
4: uh, we're, we're putting that top of the list next time you're oh, here. In I, fact, I should mention know, this weekend. I'm,
1: I'm a dark carnivore. Girl, you know, <laughs> that's all I was saying. Yeah. So I, I love I don't dark know, carnivore. Yeah. So I don't know why I've never walked into Dark Delicacies.
4: Next time you're down, I promise, we'll do that thing first, and then we'll go to grill them all for a, a kick-ass burger. But um, this weekend, if you're in town, uh, in, in Burbank, Los Angeles, uh, Master of Horror, the official biography of Mick Garris. Oh, yeah. signing at Dark Galaxies. and Right. Uh, uh, it's Mick and... Abby Bernstein and Cynthia Garris and R.C. Matheson and Richard Band, all there. So that'll be fun.
1: That's awesome. So we're going to have some fun of ourselves, uh, um, Aaron. We're doing a road trip after Unholy Warfare back. Our first stop is going to be in Richmond, Virginia at the Guar Bar. Um, So Nathan, explain Guar Bar to Mr. Aaron, what you know of it. Huh?
2: Um, all I know is it's a bar and it's it's, it's guar themed and I love guar. I wanna go see this place. I'm down. Okay.
1: It's right it's on. it's I've been there. Uh, and it's actually rather sedate. You'll be surprised how like subdued it is. It's very, very nice. It's a nice nice little tavern to sit in and eat some food. Um, so it's in Richmond, Virginia. Um, Richmond is one of these very odd cities. It's, you turn a corner, and it's actually quite beautiful. And then you turn another corner, and it's like, huh? You know, so there's wow. that. Um, now, Nathan, like like myself, loves cheese and, and touristy towns. Myrtle Beach is his thing. Um, and I'm going to show him my thing, which is Williamsburg, Virginia, which is a colonial city, an actual historic Spot, but also there's really good food there, and a tea shop. I'm going to take them to, um, so Ooh. and a graveyard in a church ter- in a graveyard as well. We're going to take them to a there's church. There's
2: a cheese shop and old ass graveyard. Like, what's Which, not to love about that?
1: And you know what's amazing <laughs> about that, Nathan, is that um, they're walking distance from each other.
2: hot cheese and graveyards.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we'll be out of Amish Market Cheese by then, so we'll have to get right. some up provisions. So so this is this is the trip we're doing, and then, of course, we're going to go see the Bill Tracy's at Trimper's. If we can do the reach, um, there's also one more I'd like to take them to. Um, I mentioned it before to you, Erin, and I showed you pictures trying to get you to come out to do this run. Um, it's up in Rehoboth. Yeah, no. The one in Rehoboth Beach that has the, the car that hangs from the track that's above, and it actually is, you know, got one of those little. It's kind of like the ride in Peter Pan, it's kind of that kind of a car.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The first thing I thought of. On. Yeah, it's totally right
0: cute. Right And it was the first
1: ride I ever took Lily on, or the Evil Genius on, and she was still in the carrier um on our chest. And when we busted out of the double doors. All these fifteen-year-old kids looked at us and were just mortified that it took a baby on a horse. It was okay. awesome. <laughs> so
0: <laughs>
1: it was the very first ride, and uh, she's I'm suffering for it ever since. Of course, we have she is now helping me decorate for Halloween, so there's that going on. Yay! Yeah, so um, we bought some. We we went shopping at Cracker Barrel and bought a bunch of things. <laughs>
4: so really- Halloween things from everybody? Uh-huh.
2: Let me, let me say, if you have an at-home in your area, like the, the, the Home Goods store at-home, they have some killer Halloween stuff this year.
1: I don't know. So if you have one maybe. in your area,
2: go check it out.
1: I don't think we have one here. I don't know what we have here. I have to look that up. Yeah, I
4: don't know if I have an at-home in California.
1: So, so uh, Have to look on, that this, up. on this road trip um, on the Thursday end, Nathan, what are you most looking forward to?
2: Oh God, um, Bill Tracy's.
1: Bill Tracy's dark rides. Those are the grand finale, man. Um, there, there's yes. one haunted ride. For- it's a pretzel car.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to cheese and cemeteries the love about cheese and cemeteries, man? I'm introducing
1: right um since we're doing this in the car. I'm introducing him to a tradition that I've had for a long time of taking wine and cheese on the road and occasionally parking in parks and looking at views and taking wine and cheese breaks. It's um, I've been doing it since I was in the park service, so I'm going to introduce that. Tradition to Mr. Nathan Hamilton Sounds like an outstanding idea to me It is an excellent I got two bottles of Tabs and one bottle of Pinotage Which, by the way, Pinotage Connection I was telling Nathan about this Um, Do you know the Animal Kingdom Lodge In um, Orlando? The hotel I do an amazing fucking hotel with the live animals. Well, I went to their restaurant. They have a really, really nice, high-end, expensive restaurant in there. And I went there. And uh, they paired my lamb with this wine, red wine called Pinotage, which is only made in South Africa. Yeah. And I instantly that got hooked. Um, and so I bought a bottle of Pinotage <laughs> for this trip. So you, oh, yeah, that's right. By the way, Aaron uh, is a uh Nathan. I,
4: yeah, I'm I'm only a level one psalm, so it's not that big a thing. But um but you still that was know what you're doing. actually uh, well I can tell you what to pair with a salmon. And you know, <laughs> I, I I know the names of a bunch of grapes and stuff. But yeah, actually uh Pinotage was one of the things that uh they hit us with uh as something you need to know for your test. And it's a cross between Pinot Noir and cinsault.
1: But it's darker than a pinoir. Like, it's not light like a pinoir is. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, really It's good. dark,
4: deep red. Oh. Uh, it's big and smoky. And, yeah, mm, it's awesome.
1: That's and only grown wine. in South Africa. You know, it only nice. happens in South Africa. That's that's the bottle of wine I'm popping open for my birthday, which is Monday. <laughs> I'm going to be old. Happy birthday! Woo. So a lot of shits happening on this weekend. So uh, this is the last hurrah because, of course, the evil genius is about to go into in-person learning and all the terrifying things that that's gonna bring.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: And uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, my day job is going along, but uh, you know, it's always a roller coaster ride there. Right now, we're in a holding pattern, but everything's about to relaunch again. So. This might be the last time I get to relax for a while, so I'm gonna make this count. Kiss matches and dark rides and pinotage wine
2: <laughs> <In>
1: Williamsburg. Um, <laughs> Williamsburg is. Can we E-Curus go back City. to
2: putt putt for just a minute?
1: Yes, let's go. back to
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm still pondering Such haunted putt putt over here. Um, <laughs> um, Fridays
4: we Fridays and Saturdays, seven to ten, starting
2: September 24th. Come on out. Like the the more experienced con actors amongst us, you said we can pick out what we call swingers. It's not nearly as much fun as you're thinking about the name, but it, <laughs> if you scare them, they immediately swing at you. And, mm. it, you know, it's, you've got people who are just dicks and do that, but you've got people who, like, generally it's their first reflex and, like, swing at you and be like, oh, my God, I'm sorry, you know.
0: But Yeah, yeah. We
2: are we used to play a game to where we would pick out the player and like see who could get a close up scare on him without getting punched.
1: <laughs> that felt like a
2: fantasy. <laughs> and I'm thinking just how much more challenging this game would be if they had fucking golf clubs and a full service bar.
4: Yeah. going to be Dang. Well, it's not going to be me. I'm I'm good at keeping things quiet even as I get freaked out.
1: Well, Everything you mentioned um, Aaron for Halloween is going to count for points in the madness because this is about going out and outside activities. Now I'm starting to regret my decision with COVID Delta variant but the idea was the people to see how last year was all about being indoors and watching movies about nature. This year it's about being outdoors and you know, facing your fellow man in the death match to, you know, to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, and yeah. uh, hopefully we can get you sorted out, Aaron. So we can get you to because you're supposed to be captain of Raven's team, and you can't be captain yes. of Raven's team if you don't have a Facebook profile, which you were outside. Uh, wow,
0: they, they you were
1: they they they, they 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 shunned you like a human. They 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 they, they, they did. purged you. You are gone.
4: And they salted the earth. I'm gone, so I have to create a whole new thing, apparently. It's terrible. Uh, the one other thing, I, I, it, it's really bad because uh, they didn't get back to me like they said they were going to. They didn't tell me uh, specifically what I was supposed to have been accused of. Uh, they said, here, you did this thing bad, and here's the picture, and then they had a broken link. So I have no idea what the – anyway, it doesn't matter. What the hell with them? I'll create a new uh, profile, and, and it'll be fine. Um, the other thing, though, I, I, we got sidetracked. I was going to say, um, Mystic Museum, uh, Bearded Lady in Burbank, is doing uh, an evil, dead, immersive horror experience opening September 18th, and hopefully that will run long enough that I can get some points for going to that.
1: Cool. I just went to the Van Gogh immersive experience over the weekend. Um, so that was interesting. Think? It wasn't quite what I was expecting. I found it very pleasant. Um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I like Van Gogh, anyways. Um, but I don't know. I next, if I went back through it, I would definitely like bring a picnic lunch and just sit in that room for a good hour.
4: Oh, uh, nice.
1: It, yeah because it's it's really there's not a lot of interaction. I thought there would be a lot more interaction. It's mostly watching video screens. now these are some of the coolest video screens I've seen in a long time, and the van Gogh and and all and it's basically taking his his pictures uh his paintings and making them and making them come to life like one of the things yeah. they did is they had all the countryside ones surrounding. Um, It started like a gallery, and then they went into eras and did full-on tableaus within ginormous walls, right? They're just huge. Um, And the floor is also moving, by the way. There's images on the floor, too. Um, But, like, you know, he did the paintings of a train that would come through all the time, and they had them lined Mm -hmm. up so the train would actually go through the paintings the way that he drew them, Uh, you know. And that was Mm -hmm. kind of... um, they would have the, – the, he, t- he did a, a portrait of this kid through his years, and they would morph all of those together to show the kid's progression. Um, they morphed – they also did it in eras, so there was a whole section on his asylum period, which Starry Night, of course, was the central focus of that. Um, it, hmm. it was actually as, – as a dark ride enthusiast, it was definitely something along those lines, but with art. That's how I feel like it's more like a walkthrough. Um, they, they did projections of, of like, they had a Van Gogh's face, like a big base, like his face, and um, they did a, one of those projections like they do on uh, Sleeping Beauty's Castle, that really amazing projection they do now. You know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. the light show. They, they did that but on Van Gogh's face, and they would meld all of his self-portraits together in a tableau over wow. on that, which was kind of neat. Um, they also did that in another spot with one of the faces he used that he put sunflowers in and the tulips and the irises and all of them in and showed those all those images together. Um, so there was some interesting things going on. There was also a VR section. You had to pay extra, another whole $5. Um, and but it was a virtual reality thing, and you put on the the visor, and uh, you actually are walking through the countryside as he would see it. Except for, of course it's all digital. But there's cows and chickens and skies. Turn around. There's like it, it. It really is immersive. And occasionally though, it'll tell you to go this way, and then you'll see a, 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 like a big frame. And you look at the frame, and it'll fill in, It'll show you the image he was painting and then fill in the actual painting. And he walks hmm. through the village, And, and that was kind of neat. Um, it was actually interesting. Gift shop was shit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that right now. Terrible gift shop. Not enough cool stuff. Not shame. at all. Um, I did get my fridge magnets. No shot glasses. Nice. <laughs> no shot glasses. And the, 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 the coffee mug was subpar. And that's saying a lot. I'll get one with just a Aww. name on it. It was not worthy. Um, but I got two fridge magnets, so that was cool. And I also posted some of the video online if you want to see it. Um, it's kind of neat. Um, oh, The cool. music was cool. Um a little loud. Jeremy Irons was the narrator. So every once in a while, Jeremy Irons would say something deep and weird. And then, you know, <laughs> then the music would continue. <laughs> so, uh, Nathan, do we have anything we need to cover before we go tonight? Because we're getting close to the end. I think we did it.
2: I think we have just about covered it all. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody, if you are if you are able, come see us at Unholy Warfare. That's going to be an amazing show. And go see Suicide Squad.
1: Yes, please do nice. both those things. Do both those things this weekend. It's quite easy to do. Um, and Aaron, what are you going to be doing next?
4: Uh, I am just finished the latest episode of Marvel's What If. I'm enjoying that, so I'm going to keep with that. Um, We have Archer. Is there a new new season coming? Yeah, new season on the 25th. Um, Old fans who got pissed off when he stopped spying and started drug running might not be happy because uh, it looks like he's going to be saving the world's ecology or something. I don't know, but we'll see. I have hopes. And that starts on the I'll always give 25th. Archer a
0: shot.
1: Yeah. Right? I'll always give Archer a shot. Um, so, yeah, great. Um, our next show is actually um, an added show, guys. Um, sexy witches out there it was uh, my friend jk who's been on the show many times um, it used to be um, horror happens radio and now he does festi- he, he attends festivals and talks about them he also has one that he helps with called um uh horrible imaginings which is going to be i think the first week in September. Um, And he wanted one of his uh, programmers to come on. He asked if they could come on the show. And I'm like, would I ever say no to him? Absolutely not. And it's a female Uh promoter, which is a program. There's not a lot of us out there that, like, get to program. You know, Aetheria Film Festival, I think, is one of the only ones that has a female, like, female uh, programmers. So I'm always, like, excited to have programmers on the show. So she's going to be on. We're going to have a special episode just for that on the 29th of August, so a week and a half from now. Um, Sunday
4: the 29th.
1: Yeah, and I'm also – that will probably be the re- – Nathan, if you're game, I'm going to recap our road trip on that episode, if that's possible. If, if you're up. I'm down. And if we're not, like, you know, dead.
2: Nah, we're if not. we're dead, we'll do that anyway.
1: <laughs> well, that's true. We, we, we could. Actually, I, I guess all bets are off for us. Like, we could come back from the dead and still do our show. Absolutely.
2: I'm pretty sure I've done podcasts dead before. (laughs) I know uh, I've done panels dead.
1: And then the following week, I am going to replay the original Brian Trenchard Smith interview. I'm going to just put it up and let people listen to it. Um, And I might even post it to YouTube because it's a great interview, and I want to make sure people hear it. And then he's going to be on the show on September 8th. To specifically talk about Turkey Shoot and his new book, uh, Adventures in B-Movies, uh, uh, I'm reading that movie book right now, actually. I'm taking it on the road with me. When downtime, I don't know how, when I'm going to get it in, but I'm going to try. I said I would. He asked me to read his book. When Brian Smith tells you to re- read his book, you read his book. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read his book. I read his last book. So. I'm looking forward to it. I've already three chapters in, and it's a memoir. It's actually, and he breaks it down by movie. So, um, so I'm reading it right now, and I, like I said, I got I'm through chapter three. So, um, we'll get through it hopefully. So, um, so, those are the next things, and then of course, then the 22nd, it's madness. Uh, we start the that's the first, that's the live read. We explain how this year is going to work, Woo-hoo! and uh, the rest is. The rest is awesome. You know, it'll be Halloween season. And then, of course, Nathan, you're going to be busy because you're going to, like, work promotions and Unholy Warfare in October.
2: Absolutely. You know I've got all kinds of uh, all kinds of death matches. Some, some shows are dropping off. Some shows are being announced. So a little closer to October, I'll have a little better idea of what I'm going to be doing.
1: Yeah. And um, – we all know and so we're going to all be super busy. This is fall is always our busy season. We are coming into the time. And I can't wait to see you from tomorrow Nathan and Aaron we got to talk soon because the F T's coming out so we got to talk about like yeah. The F T fest. So I'm going to, I'm going to call right you in in a couple of weeks and we'll talk about that cuz that's the first week in October. And you definitely that's I want true. to make sure that you get to see the premiere with us. So Amen. You're in it. You're in it for crying out loud.
4: I'm in it for Pete's sake. You're the
1: star. You're, you're, your hair Stop. is the star of that movie.
4: Well, who's to blame for my hair?
1: Oh, um, I don't who's know. That, was but, that, producer? Hmm, yeah, producer. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of producers, Mike Lee was actually also at Awakening the Spirits, the other, the other guy. Uh, oh. so yeah so uh, everyone was it was a great weekend to be a geek and it's continuing the <laughs> summer death and the fall that onwards we, we'll have all that and more very busy on the sexy witches thank you Nathan for being on the show thank you Aaron as always and also thank you My Raven pleasure. Havoc um, so and then like once again next show special episode Sunday guy. Lauren Culp uh, pro pro uh Programmer for Horrible Imagining Film Festival it will be a special episode and we'll recap the road trip and see if um, we are we are the people who die by the way oh my god I screwed up my outro did you hear me do that I just screwed up my outro my outro was yeah. what I was going to say is that we're all my friends and they died which was Suicide Squad's opening song and, and I wanted to play it tonight because I think it is epitome of the summer of death what do you think
2: yeah, I
1: can go Sweet. with that. All right. I mean, I'm so elated. Like I said, once again, everyone's right. Thank you, Raven Havoc. And, yes, go see the fucking Suicide Squad because it's awesome and the soundtrack is amazing. Good night, everyone. Good film hunting. We will talk in a uh, week and a half, and I'll see Nathan tomorrow. Good night. Just to a clue, he was <laughs> 12 years <laughs> old. Fell from the roof on East Kathy was 11 when she pulled the clubs. I bought a loved one Bobby's leukemia, 14 years old He lived at 55 when he died He was a friend of mine Those people who died, died die. Those people who died, died the people who died, died Those people who died, died They are all my friends They just
2: died She broke in church let the gimmicks go right So they died of hepatitis And up in upper Manhattan Flying Vietnam on the night that he was wet. There were two more friends of mine, two more friends that died. Those are people who died, 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 died. They were all my friends and they died. Mary took a drive-up from a hotel room. Bobby hung himself from a cell in the tubes in front of a subway train Eddie got split in the jugular vein And Eddie, I miss you more than all the others, and I still But Herbie sure gave Tony some some proof. and fruit. Hey Herbie said Tony, can you fly? But Tony couldn't fly. Tony died. All the people died, died.
0: got busted on a knuckle rap. He beat the rap by ratting on some bikers. I know it.